what it is. Y'all been waiting for this, but y'all listen, when it was behind the extra station, it was YouTube versus movies. Today it's villains versus anti-heroes. We're gonna have a full-on debate. We're gonna talk about a whole bunch of stuff. We're gonna talk about new characters. I'm sorry, old characters in new ways. That's what I meant to say. Anyway, the point is stay tuned, sit back, relax, get your soda, get your popcorn or whatever snack of your choice, and listen to the first ones to die. You are now listening to The First Ones to Die. The First Ones to Die. First Ones to Die. All right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to The First Ones to Die podcast. I am Jonathan. I'm here with my good pals, Alex and Jerome. Alex, how are you doing on this fine Monday? I have no control over my hair. It's Monday? Yes, it is. Hi. <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> no, I, I see the audience don't know, but I know why you were <laughs> you were confused for a second. <laughs> Moving on, Jerome. How are Jerome, you? Jerome, how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know it goes. Uh, <laughs> like uh, I'm doing good, you know, chilling. Um, they're opening up my job next week, so oh, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, for those who don't know, I work at yet another museum, so <laughs> so uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, on one hand, I was enjoying the quiet, um, but on the other hand, it'll be nice to see uh, some other people, or I guess, around. So cool. It might be all right. I'm just saying. I feel like it's too soon, you know, with the numbers not really going down and people still trying to get the vaccine, but. At the same time, people got to make money. So mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, we are in a panorama. So <laughs> and my 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 week, at, we, as uh, you both have heard before the podcast, my week has been hectic, but I'm excited to get into this episode because we're going to have a battle and not like our trivia battle a couple weeks ago, but we're going to have a verbal battle of the villains slash anti-heroes okay you heard that correctly we're gonna be having a heated most likely discussion (laughs) (laughs) but that's all right because i'm gonna be the moderator for today's events um jerome let's give uh, the audience a little insight as to your position in the villain versus anti-hero debate. Oh, well, uh, I guess this will tie in also because I also wanted to give a little bit of context because you might be saying to yourself if you're listening to this or watching the YouTube uh, video, um, which you can catch at First Ones to Die on YouTube, uh, the First Ones to Die podcast on YouTube. Um, but uh, you might be thinking to yourself, man, why ain't y'all talking about that Kong trailer? That Kong trailer was fire. Why don't they talk about uh, the little things that just came on HBO Max? Because... Weeks ago, we had a discussion about uh, Maleficent, which is why Jonathan has that as his background. <laughs> um, off in regards, camera. Yeah, uh, off camera um, in regards to her uh, position in the current live action Disney movies. Now, my position as far as villains versus antiheroes is relevant to this because I feel like Maleficent in the Sleeping Beauty cartoon is defined as a villain she's she's the villain of the story versus they make her into an anti-hero for the live action film in order to 
make her seem more likable because she's the main character. And I feel like there is a clear division between those two things. And it's kind of sucks because it's like a good villain story can be done well and can be fun. So I feel like, you know, villains and antiheroes are two very different things and them trying to mesh the two. I get it because Wicked did it so well and now everybody wants to do it. But that's just how I feel. Okay, and Alex, your stake in the villain versus antihero argument, tell us a little bit about that without giving away too much of your, your opening spiel or opening argument. Well, I was saying with Melissa... Maleficent? Maleficent. Maleficent. No, screw it. So you were talking... It's late. Yeah. But you were, like, just talking from, like, the small, sleeping Disney point of view, which clearly makes her out to be a villain. So if she tried to have just a normal villain story, that wouldn't be accurate for that. And then bringing up the whole background of there was a political issue going on in Sleeping Beauty that caused her to act the way she did. Really, it was the fault of the king and queen in general. So really, is she actually a villain? No, she's kind of an anti-hero. Because she could have done way more worse stuff. She could have just killed the child right there and then. She gave them a chance to rectify the issue. She gave them a chance. She gave them 16 years. What did they do? They sent their child off into the woods with three fairy strangers. No schooling. Or anything like that. As medieval times. Hey, they don't need hey, school. This is Alex's time. <laughs> All right. <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be the moderator for today's events. And if you interrupt each other, y'all going to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Point is, she's not really a villain. That would make her an antihero then. Because she gave him time. And then, really then, most descriptions of villains nowadays aren't really villains. They're kind of antiheroes. So, I think villains don't technically exist okay all right so for the audience out there basically jerome's point of view i don't i don't tell me if i'm wrong but to 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 simplify this in layman's terms jerome is not a villain sympathizer but Alex is. <laughs> uh, uh, it's more Jerome, just, I, Jer- that is a very simplified way to put it. Yes. Yes. I, I would say that it's just, it's just I because there are some great villains out there that I really right. dig. And I feel like the line is being blurred between what is an antihero and what's a villain. And so I just wanted like I I'm probably I'm I, I guess I'm the conservative of that type of view of like no there's villains and there's antiheroes there it, the, there is no crossover. Well, the fact that there's even an antihero that's a third category: hero, antihero, villain. Usually, it's just hero and villain, hero and villain. Now there's a third category. That means it's changing. True. So it that's might true. not be a hero villain thing anymore. It may be a hero antihero and anti-villain thing going on all right i'm loving what i'm hearing so far basically we have let me let me put it in 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 uh more simple terms uh jerome there's a separation between villain and anti-hero alex they're all anti-heroes all right all right i'm excited to hear this let's get started okay so how this is going to work we're going to have opening and closing statements, okay? I will put my timer on. You will get 
two didn't, minutes. Didn't we already do opening statements? Kind of, but that was more just to establish what our point was, I guess. This is oh. like yeah, Jerome. So I thought you had a whole cast of characters that you were going to put in. Your oh, I do. Statements. I got. I I do. I did. I thought we. I was just setting up because of the story. I didn't think we were going to get there yet. Alex, you don't want more time? I could give you. I could. I because I'm, I'm gonna need more. I'm gonna need I, a little more time. I really just have to hear John or Jerome talk, and then I'll disagree. Basically. Okay. All I right. Need his so examples. you get, you get two minutes for your opening statement, oh, and then after the opening statement. After, after the opening statements, there will be a three-minute discussion. Following that, I will list three characters who could either be considered a villain or an anti-hero. We will have a, let's say, uh, uh, what's a good appropriate time period for each for each character? Okay, 15-minute. We'll have a 15 We'll have a 15 minute, we'll cap it at 15 minutes. If the conversation naturally dissolves, then then so be it. Um, 15 minute discussion for each for each character? Yeah, sure. Okay, for each character. Then you'll have your two minute closing statements, and that will be the end of the debate. All right. All right. Okay. Mm, excuse me. I am going to pull up the flip a coin so that we can flip a coin to determine who goes first. Well, let Jerome go first because I need his examples to argue them. Okay, let's do that. Alex has deferred and Jerome will go first. We have two minutes on the clock. Your time starts now. Okay, so the first thing I wanted to say is like is to clear up because during that conversation we had off camera, I wasn't very clear with why I think there's two separate why I think they're two separate things. So I had to like take some time earlier this week and like put it in better terms. So what I wrote was that a villain's goals involves a complete lack of morality or thought towards other groups of people to accomplish them, as opposed to an anti-hero's goals are formed in the realm of good, but involve an, a flexibility of morality and thought towards other groups of people to accomplish them. Someone's horn is going off in my in my <laughs> my house right now. It's kind of annoying. Anyway, uh, to put that in context, I made a list of villains and antiheroes. List of villains: Cruella Deville, Joker, or the Joker, wherever you prefer. Lex Luthor, Hans Gruber, the Devil, Purple Man, Heart Attacks. Yes, Hold the on. disease. <laughs> like, uh, any song made by Nickelback. That's also on the list. Um, on the list of... An oh, sorry, Alex. Do you, are you writing these down? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going by. Writing some. Go ahead. Uh, One's actually going to take seriously. List of anti-heroes. Punisher. Deadpool. Red Hood from Batman. Uh, John Wick. Pork. In general. Because, you know, sometimes it teams up with heart attack and then <laughs> it's a whole thing. Um, but, you know, sometimes pork be good. Uh, yoga pants. Getting a lot of men in trouble out there, but not intentionally so. Uh, washing machines. Shrinking a lot of people's clothing, but also keeping your clothes clean. My point is <laughs> that these things, is that when you have a lot of, like, you know, 
anti-heroes are not intentionally trying to be bad. They're just willing to do bad things to accomplish a good goal. As All right, to, and Jerome, that is your time. time. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take it. I got the main thing out, so I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the longest two minutes ever? It felt like it kept he restarting. Was going because I was going, I was using my two minutes real well. I was going fast. I had also definitions and you had a and other car stuff. alarm interruption in there, and you <laughs> I had to make it All work. Right. <laughs> All right, Alex, feel free to use this time to either rebut what Jerome said or make up your make your own arguments. And your time starts now. Well, I think I'm going to do more so of a rebuttal because, like, the list you gave, first of all, the Joker is a product of his environment. It's not intentionally that he's doing evil. He has some serious mental illness. And which, by the way, Bruce Wayne or his family or the whole Wayne Corporation properly structuring, I don't know, the rail- the above ground railroads with or the trains with proper railings and things of certain nature uh, could have prevented a lot of villains in that, you know, world. Had the Joker just gotten proper mental health, he would have been fine, but it degraded. Uh, Lex Luthor wasn't inherently evil either. He was a family corporation, the Luthor Corporation, you know, built this whole monstrosity around him and brainwashed him. Just like they'd done a lot of people, it's a power and money thing. Uh, the devil technically was never evil. He was, one, the devil's creation of man. Satan and Lucifer were created by God and the upsetness of being kicked out because he disagreed that humans were not perfect and humans do suck. So he wasn't wrong either. As for the Punisher, you can call him an anti-hero and I agree he's an anti-hero, but he can also be seen as a villain because technically... Yeah, he does what he does with certain intentions of good, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's actual good just because of the intentions. I mean, he will just shoot people for funsies. He's a person of blood and chaos, just like the Joker, just without the plotting. He's more of in the moment villainous. And, like, wouldn't, like, Robin Hood be considered an anti-hero as well? He's not actually a hero of the story because he's also being a thief, a liar, um, and doing all this stuff. So anti-heroes is can mimic anti-villains too. Uh, Alex, I'm going to have to cut you off there. That ends your time. All right. Now. I notes. Sorry. That's why I was, <laughs> that's why I kept I was looking seeing down. that. We got, the, <laughs> we got Alex referencing her notes. We got Jerome writing notes. So. Let's get into a free-for-all. I'm going to set three minutes on the clock. Now's your time. Anyone can interrupt each other however they like. <laughs> Seriously, uh, heart disease, you're going to bring that into it? Yeah, heart attacks are deadly, all right? You can't stop them. They don't, they Not don't necessarily. Actually, a lot of heart attacks can be stopped just with a defibrillator. It's actually stopping the heart and having it repump itself. Nonetheless, though, they're only out to destroy. They're not so out wait, to help. there's not a villain named Pork? No, no, okay. I'm, not, I'm not talking about the real, the real. No, but deal. heart disease isn't technically a villain because it's not in the intention of killing. It is a cause and effect. So really, it's the person who is driving That's the every, heart every to attack. Cause and effect, though. 
every villain has a backstory that something happened and to every them to anti-hero cause has a backstory become... that causes that that causes that switch where they so hard attacks are villains not just no they're anti-heroes that way those were jokes anyway it didn't actually matter <laughs> um, yet i can have an argument about it but um but lex luthor first of all lex luthor there is no luthor corp lex luthor made lex corp he's the creator of lex corp before that he his dad was like this loser dude in smallville and lex luthor and who would beat on uh, who would beat on his son and lex luthor even though he was like depending on which story you go with sometimes he's friends with superman in the small because uh superman's also from smallville sometimes they've never met each other even though they're from the same place regardless um lex luthor makes a choice to not care about really humanity and let his ego do the driving for him after he gets to metropolis he has all the money brains and resources to be just as effective as superman if not better because he's smarter than superman and has found a way to become rich and have this mega corporation what's he do with it he spends all of the resources trying to kill a man whose sole purpose in metropolis is just to help people that's it and yeah that's the all sole purpose of a man <laughs> superman also causes destruction he has unintentionally unintentionally but unintentionally, it doesn't mean it's still lex not luthor done causes so that destruction means a lot of the time lex luthor is probably the one paying for buildings to be rebuilt because, because he, he blew them up. would be the highest taxpayer as well alex he's not making super villains that are causing superman to destroy buildings he's paying for buildings he technically caused no no, no. just not superman fighting the villains though Superman saving people from things like having to throw a bus out of the way or stopping a train with his body as seen in like movies and comics before. That means the destruction of a train product on that that's causing rates to go up. Superman is causing damage to the economy <laughs> right there and then. He's causing problems to the neighborhood and the local law enforcement. I don't agree with them, but he is causing problems <laughs> to the local law enforcement. Showing that you do not have to listen to them, and in a world, sadly, can cause more anarchy, and that's how people react. So Superman is actually doing more damage. I mean, Lex Luthor, yeah, is creating monsters, but why is he creating the monsters? Because of Superman. Had Superman not existed or kept his powers in the low, Lex Luthor would not have created the monsters, but still would have just been a uh, power-hungry man for money. Uh, no. Audience at home, I've added two more minutes to the clock. This is getting juicy, and I don't want to interrupt this conversation. I would argue... So I would argue, though, that Lex that's not true because Lex Luthor doesn't need to make monsters. Lex Luthor doesn't even need to challenge Superman because it's a challenge that no one asked for. Superman didn't show up on Lex's door and is just like, hey, I'm taking over Metropolis and now we're enemies. Superman literally started saving people, saving cats from trees and like helping put out fires with his ice breath. And Lex Luthor decided that oh yes. well this guy's more powerful than me and i don't like that so i'm gonna start making monsters to destroy him why he hasn't done anything to you he, there's no reason you just said it he exists with more power and due to the fact that he grew up with an abusive parent caused him to seek power and control of his own it's a psychological issue he wants power and control because he never had it growing up and he created this way and here's this man that can literally punch him through a wall and kill him what do you think that's making a connection into his head? True. This but man has the physical strength that can mimic his father. So he wants to destroy him because why would you want some crazy guy shooting lasers and can punch through a brick and fly around really around? Here's the thing, though. I've, like, I've read the comics. 
That's not Lex Luthor's motivation. At no point does he feel like famous he's a last words. I've read the for, comics. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like he's not as he's not an allegory for his father. Lex Luthor is challenged by his strength because for him, it's an right. ego thing. But I'm ta- I'm before, putting it in a more complex way, though. But you're making assumptions that aren't there because Lex Luthor has said why he hates Superman verbally. It has nothing to do with him being. Yeah, but like, why would he just need his strength and power for what reason? Because when he came to Metropolis for Lex, it was I am the most powerful dude because I own this company. Technically, I'm smarter than everybody in every room that I ever. So go why into. was power so important to him? I imagine it, it probably does stem from his father, but at the same time, that doesn't change the fact that you're the villain. If you're into, if you're more than happy more than happy to let people die so that you could settle a grudge that the your opposer didn't ask for and would rather not even be in because if it was up to superman he would just let he, like if lex chilled out superman wouldn't come after him he would just be like all right lex is calming down all right i'm out i'm just gonna go save the galaxy and but see lex know, is motivated by superman there's a motivation to him. But he doesn't have to be. And that's the issue. It's no different than... And Superman can just snap his neck, but he's, caught, he's but held he's back by the stupid... Villain. He Lex would do that if he were Superman. But Superman's a good guy. He's not going to kill Lex because so he's a So instead of just person. killing one man or at least putting him in jail or putting him on an island, nobody else could find him again, he's going to let other people die let this who was considered a mad scientist back in like the early 19 before the 1980s mutate people (laughs) cause all these problems all because he still wants to be the hero of the story and pretend he still has a good morality while he's destroying public property and causing damages to his small town Yes, because he's a hero and not an anti-hero, which is that what an anti-hero really sound like a hero do. to me. That an didn't really an- sound like a hero to me. That's what heroes do. For heroes all- don't like. It's no different than in our in literally in real life. A police officer could just make a judgment call and say, "Well, this person's going to moral like." Yeah, if, but if are they seen as a, a call- hero? To no. some people, yes. Well, <laughs> like to some people, cops you know are heroes. The, so, like, you know what I mean? You're and putting it, that logic. So you're viewing them, him, as the same way they view the police. I'm you're saying that, that. I'm saying that if, like, in the in the context of the real world, right? We would say if, like, a firefighter ran into a burning building to save don't, somebody. Don't bring in firefighters. I love firefighters. I'm just. And saying. they didn't start the damage to begin with. Maybe They're not. Trying to stop it. But in Superman's case, Lex Luthor is normally the one causing the damage, and Superman's got to come and, and solve it. Much that's like what firefighters. I'm saying. It's not just Lex so, Luthor. All his other villains cause cause him to suddenly destroy public property, or when he's saving people, or like I said, if he's just stopping a train with his body to protect one person, he has damaged property. He has damaged a train that's probably trying to import import goods to another location. So he may have just caused another small town to lose like all out on their toilet paper and water because he wanted to save this individual. So now he has messed up a whole other town. All because he can't calm down. True, but again. These, none of these things are Superman's fault because if Superman doesn't exist, so Brainiac destroying to, like, a train with all a no, possible listen, listen to what I'm saying. Another town. Now, what I'm saying is, is that without like a lot of these things are coming regardless of Superman. Brainiac comes to Earth not because of Superman, 
He's on his way to invade. He's taking over every other planet. He's coming to Earth. Mongol comes to Earth, not because of Superman. He's like, ooh, there's another planet with sentient life. I'm going to take it over. Like, these are people that are coming here not because of Superman. They're coming here because they want to, they're either dictated, like space dictators, or why is Bernie out there? <laughs> they're space dictators, or they're space warlords, or they're, you know, they're people, they are villains. And Superman, because he is here, has to deal with them. Unfortunately, they're just as strong as him, so that means buildings are going to be damaged. But the alternative is, without Superman, the world gets turned into an engine through space where all human life becomes slaves. Or they all become a part of Brainiac's collection. Or at worst, with Lex Luthor, they all die anyway because he's, his ego won't let him just accept the fact that some things are out of your control. No different than people who would rather believe in weirdo, wacko conspiracy theories or whatever rather than believe but can't believe in a god of some form, no matter what the religion is. So it's like, it's, you know, but regardless, this ain't about Superman. The point is, is that Lex Luthor is still the villain in that story. No matter his motivations, no matter his reasons for why he does what he does, the important part is the fact that he has a choice to not do it at all. And he has the, not more than that, Lex Luthor is the perfect example because he has all the power to help people if he wanted to. But he would rather put his resources and time and effort into causing more problems for the same people he wants to respect him just because, oh, this guy like could beat me up, more or less. And that's villainous because you're choosing to let other people suffer to, make, to meet your goal of killing this one man. As opposed to, because I was going to get to this, but then we ended up talking about Lex Luthor so much. Uh, you, okay, Jerome, you'll you'll finish this, and then I'll let Alex respond, and then we'll move on to our for next sure. Uh, as opposed to Punisher, who also uh, he doesn't enjoy killing, because you mentioned like, oh, he he's good, he'll kill people for fun. Punisher doesn't enjoy killing. Punisher doesn't actually want to want to kill people, but after the murder of his family, he feels that the only way to get justice is not to do it the way superheroes do it, where they beat up the bad guy and then they take him to jail. For him, it's they have to die because yes, yes but you can take stop. him to jail after he got the revenge on his family. He didn't stop. He continued because there were more mobsters out there for him. It's yeah. The job doesn't stop because these aren't the only criminals in the world. They're still so now he's going after other criminals and other things. He has now made the choice to go around causing bloodshed and it's in his mind and his decision of who is villainous, who is evil, who is a bad guy or not. True. By basing on certain actions, not a full picture, not a full person, but on certain actions that he has witnessed only. But that's the debate, is that he's, that's what makes him an anti-hero, is that, yes, his intentions are good, but the flexibility, the morality is what doesn't allow him to be a hero, but because of his, the, because of his all-time goal. Yeah, but are his intentions goal, actually really good, though? Yeah. Because it has to, to do with death. He wants to rid death. the streets of crime. You know what I mean? This is just the way he thinks he needs to and do it. And what happens? Okay. It triggers more crime okay, because okay, people okay, are like, okay, oh, okay, we okay. need to get more out there. Okay, and more okay. Come okay. after him. Okay, we could go on this all day, but we'll have to move to our next topic. All right. Okay. Are you guys ready? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're bringing in your three. 
evil people. Let's say I that. I am. <laughs> yes. Let's let's say that evil evil people. Yeah, we can all agree, even if they're antihero or villain. Yeah. They're, they're there, evil. There's a little too much darkness in them. Okay. Up, Alex, and since your uh, your debate since... reminds me of the guys, uh, the people from The Incredibles. <laughs> what? Are, your debate reminds me of the people in The Incredibles. Like in The Incredibles, they have to stop being superheroes because that guy's like, "Hey, we didn't ask to be saved, all right? You're out here causing damage, all right? You're I tearing mean, up trains in all fairness, and stuff." Yeah. <laughs> Who who's who's passed to pay for everything? We do. And also, like, with all due respect to The Incredibles and anybody watch it, like, if I want to go, I'm going to go. Why do you got to stop me? I saw. I made I saw, a decision, and now I you've saw, taken away my right to do that decision. What I saw what? a meme where the guy's face was just like kind of half smiling, and he was like, um, "When you see Iron Man toss your car that you just finished paying the the, <laughs> the title." Yeah, just think about like Bane in the newest like Iron Man movie. Like, what was it? The third or second one? Did you say Bane? Wasn't it Bane? That's Batman. Um, oh. You mean Whiplash? Is it- yeah, Whiplash. Yes. Yeah, that whole scene when he destroyed um, all those cars under the bridge. Yeah, he destroyed... <laughs> he did, when he meets him at the racetrack, too, he's destroying, like, a yeah. public event center. <laughs> and Iron Man is technically destroying the public event center, too. I tried to stop Whiplash. I threw my laptop because I don't need those notes anymore. That was that was the only Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. now we'll you're... We'll get now, into some this new is all stuff. off the cuff at this point. <laughs> okay, all right, and I'm sure you'll have plenty of plenty to say. Uh, so <laughs> the first, maybe villain, maybe antihero, maybe both, that we'll discuss. And I'll put, I'll do twelve minutes because I, 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 we, we kind of went into uh, off, off on the deep end on that, on that Lex Luthor stuff. So yeah, that was a long one. I didn't expect <laughs> us to talk about it that long. <laughs> So we'll do twelve minutes for each, and the first person is Killmonger. Again, free for all. Ooh, that is a good one because as we've seen, like we've heard a lot of people like arguing for him mm-hmm. that you know he was justified in in everything that he said and did. I would say. Wait, that... really quick. Yes. Uh, give reference to who Killmonger is. Oh, Jonathan. Jerome can probably explain him a lot better than I can. Uh, yeah. Well, sure. all right. Let's from have Black Jonathan. Ex- let's have Jonathan explain it because you can explain it better, but he can explain it simpler. True. That's true. <laughs> Go ahead, Jonathan. You tell. Um, so, <laughs> plus, we're going with movie Killmonger anyway because comics Killmonger is nothing like the movie. So, go ahead. Yeah, we'll go Killmonger movie Black Panther style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and. Uh, so Killmonger is the uh, the. Uh, antithesis i guess you could say of black panther um and he is basically arguing the idea that you know this vibranium that um the wakandans have should should is should not be just solely for them uh it should be shared especially for like i I don't know how you would say but like the culture you know so (laughs) um yeah and he's from black panther a lot of people say that he was right in what he said and 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 did um but yes uh i would say that uh because i've had this debate (laughs) with other people uh the black people especially and uh the thing about killmonger especially from that movie is that the one thing people do get right i feel like absolutely i agree with is um 
he he is completely right that like I've always said that even when reading the comics of Black Panther, where it's like, oh, y'all got all this technology and y'all ain't sharing it with any of the other black people around the world. Like this is even in your own continent, technically, because they're one small piece of Africa. They're not the whole continent. So it's like there's other people in Africa who could use some of that technology and you won't share it because you're scared that once the world finds out, then they're going to come attack. It's like, let them. Y'all got the better technology anyway. But where I think Killmonger becomes the villain at is the lengths he's willing to go to accomplish his goal. Like I said, like it's a complete lack of morality. There's a point in the movie where he says like, yeah, like we're going to kill like all the white people. He doesn't say white people because they can't because it's Disney. But you know he means <laughs> all the white. He's like, we're going to kill all the white people. All right. We're going to kill all of them. We're going to kill the, the women, the children, all of them. Anywhere. And then we're going to be on top. And it's, and I was like, and a lot of people were like, well, what's wrong with that? I'm like, you know who else said that? Who said that, oh, our people are being diminished and we should kill an entire race of people. It's Hitler who also said, let's kill it. Like, cause his reasoning was that in World War One, before, back when the Nazi party was just a political party and not an army, his reasoning in World War, uh, so after he left. The Nazis were in a political party back in World War One. No, 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 I'm saying he came from World War I. He fought in World War I as a young I, man. I know, but I'm saying that it wasn't in existence yet. Yeah, I must even The Nazi party didn't actually even exist until, I think, like a year after uh, Hitler even came into power. Technically yeah. Didn't, yeah. But anyway. I, the, I, I, miss, I misspoke. That's my bad. Um, I meant to say World War II, but I said, I said World War I because points were flying in my head. Um, but, uh, you know, Hitler, like he, his whole reasoning is just that like he was after World War I because the country was in debt, like he was on the low end. And who had a lot of the money and power from his perspective was people of the Jewish faith. And so he decided, he was like, they're oppressors. Like they're, they're the ones living high and mighty and we're down here like squabbling for, and that's how he convinced a whole group of people to be willing to be okay with genocide even though those people like yeah sure i'm sure maybe some of them might have been mean-spirited or whatever about their wealth i highly doubt that though because i'm sure it was just he was so jaded in his mind about his position and killmonger's the same way where it's not that he's wrong in his assessment uh because you know that's the one thing he him and hitler that's where they disappoint <laughs> that's where they split apart because killmonger is not wrong in what he's saying about wakanda in relation to the black people especially given his background that you know wakanda's king killed his dad but the fact that he's willing to kill people who have like you know say what you want about the few racist white people that are in america or even around the world there are still some white people that do not are not racist would be on this on the front lines with other black people we just saw that in 2020 would be on the front lines with other black people to fight for equal rights to fight for uh, a lack of police brutality all these things and for him it won't matter you don't have black skin you're going to get murdered and that's that's a, a villain would do that not an anti-hero because an anti-hero would be like all right if you're on my side we can work on now. If you're not on my side, click clack. Like, <laughs> like, click clack. Like gonna be a lot of sad singing and deep digging. <laughs> but that's you know. So that's that's where I feel about Killmonger. 
Alex, do you care to respond? I see Killmonger kind of in like a double way too. Um, I don't, I think his reaction to his father's death, it blinds him. But in all fairness with his father's death, he was sent out on a mission. He caught, he did treason against his king and his brother, correct? Uh, yeah, his brother. Yes, yes. His brother, he, he caused treason. So in any general, that would have been cause for death. And then he did not, in in the movie, I'm going based off the movie, he was not killed until he attacked the king and his second man. So he was killed in defense of the king. And Killmonger goes like, oh, no, 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 you just murdered my father. No, there was a more complex issue to that. And the thing is, he does look at things from a more narrow view. He's only considered an anti-hero because more so of that family thing. I think if you're trying to play off anybody to be a villain, technically it would be him. Although I do side with Wakanda and not letting the rest of the world have um, the... Vibranium. Vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. Because... (laughs) We have given white people a lot of our foods, and they've ruined it <laughs> so badly. Okay, have you been on TikTok lately? Lately, there are like people cooking chicken, like bland, skinless, just white. They think salt and pepper are seasoning. Why'd they invade all those countries, India, and all that stuff for spices, and never use them? <laughs> and like what they've done to street tacos. Oh my god. There's one, I went to a barbecue, like, one, when it was a street taco festival. It was just bread and pork, all right? And it was a white guy in the truck with a Korean truck and a Korean name, okay? So I can see what we Wakanda... We need just a whole episode of Alex critiquing <laughs> knockoff Look, I got, foods. I'm very pissed at foods. Uh, so, like, I can understand. It's because people in general have a bad history of taking something from one culture, churning it that they've created it, or turning it into their using, and just destroying the purity of it. Now, I think Wakanda could have done better and like handled the situation and maybe gained alliances with certain countries in Africa or certain countries, you know, in um, the Middle East or something like that. K- Killmore? Killmonger. Killmonger, thank you. Killmonger stop looking at things from such a political view, which is technically what he should have been doing because this is a whole kingdom. This is a business, really. And he was just going driven on personal matters. He's like, well, you guys are being selfish and you murdered my father, which honestly is all just a little childish for me, but he's still considered an anti-hero because it's that emotional connection. And I think that's what cuts out a lot, what makes an anti-hero. It's not necessarily their, what they're doing for, you know, their intentions it's that they have emotional backgrounds that you can like connect with and like or like you know find some similarities in your own life because technically he his father committed treason he committed treason and he did got all those scars by killing other people in either wars or just in general because it in the beginning of scenes he does have a team of his own and they do almost murder that curator at the beginning of the film. Oh, they do murder her. She gets poisoned. Oh, does she do? Oh, yeah, that's right. She gets poisoned. That's how they... Mm-hmm. So now they just have done a murder. There didn't need to be. He made a choice. So he technically would be... Consi- I would consider him more of a villain than anything. But because of that emotional background fueling his decisions, 
um, they make him into an antihero. Well, let me ask you this, uh, because I think like because you saying like because he has an emotional backstory makes him an antihero. But I would say it doesn't make him an antihero. It just makes him a compelling villain. Because he's like because every great villain thinks they're the hero of their own story. Like Magneto's the same way, where Magneto's whole thing is mutants are never going to be treated fairly. So therefore, my argument, he, like, you know, it's the Malcolm X to Martin Luther King debate because, you know, Professor X is like, no, we can live together, mutants and humans side by side. And Magneto's like, no, Charles. All right. <laughs> like, there is no side by side. There is either the mutants or there is no mutants. That is, that's just the way it's going to be. I want to kill all humans. But you understand where he's coming yeah, from. Professor the- X didn't do anything. All he did was create a way for the mutants to hide. He allows these children to be taken from their home, lie to their parents, create fake documents, mess with people's minds, and collects all these mutant children in one building. He doesn't make fake documents. They use their real names. Bobby Drake is his I meant for, like, the government. If the government knew that the... They no, were the always government trying... knows that the Professor Xavier's school and is... The pa- mu- what about uh, all the parents? Some the of those par- parents... Most some of those parents, parents were... Most of the parents but know, some. but most of them don't want their kids anyway because they think their kids are freaks. Like Bobby Drake's parents, for example, Iceman, his parents don't want him. They think he's like a weird... Like, they think he's a monster because he could And instead of helping figure out, like, a way to create that relationship bond or fix that ideal, he just takes the kid away. He puts them all in one place so there's no more effect or anything. So he's actually doing more damage while Magneto's actually out there and being like, look, we exist, we're here, you can try to pretend we're not. And yeah, his path isn't the right way. Don't get me wrong, he is still doing very bad stuff. He is still allowing himself to be seen and presented. Yeah, but he's also a terrorist. Like, he's literally, there's one point where he takes the magnetic earth's poles and reverses the the earth's magnetism he's basically going to destroy the planet we're already doing that (laughs) i'm just saying on that note recycle okay all right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna we kind of we 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 i don't know where killmonger got lost in that conversation i I like to say that killmonger and magneto are kind of the same they're both very compelling villains they're very compelling like they have great backstories i think had they stayed on their villainy mean more i think it's the whole personal issue that just creates them into an anti-hero because you have to admit magneto still cares about uh professor x They still have this weird love bond thing going on. So when it comes to Professor X, he does intentionally do better decisions because he wants to protect his friend. So he does have good intentions in a a way. So he is an anti-hero as well, as well as Killmonger. Yes. His first name was Eric, right? Yes, Eric Uh, Killmonger is his name. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. That was, we told you, we warned y'all. Be prepared for the heat, and we did not lie. Wait, so it's so, Jonathan. You decide, anti-hero or villain? Oh, oh, I'm supposed to. Oh, okay. were we doing um, that? Yeah, you know okay. what? Let's make. Let's have you do it. So, Killmonger, with all of the history, you know, Black Panther uh, was released what, like three years ago, three four years ago at this point. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been so much discussion on whether or not. Killmonger is a villain or an anti-hero or an anti-hero 
But if you just look at it on paper, I would 100% say that he is an anti-hero. Um, taking into account like the discussion that we've had today and the fact that a lot of people are like, you know, he, he did have a good point. Jerome, you did bring up some good points about some of the points that he did not have. Some of the like maybe negatives about him not make it maybe negatives but def definitely negatives about him uh but i would say he's an anti-hero all right we ready for the next one yeah go for it okay this is this is the first one that we are talking about that's not in the superhero realm Ooh. so Equal this next foot. person <laughs> this next person is norman bates and for those who don't know interesting norman bates <laughs> is from the psycho universe you know, there's been multiple Psycho movies, revivals, plus the TV show Bates Motel. I was a personal fan of. Um, he still weird. Rihanna those... was picked to be that character. Yeah, I I like the idea of Rihanna in in the role. I like role, the idea, and... but she just doesn't. She doesn't do anything for the role that I feel like another actress couldn't have also done. <laughs> but regardless, um... but she did look so, good though. She's fine. Yes. Uh, for those who don't know. Uh, Norman Bates, and it's it, don't don't come at us at, about spoilers. It's been sixty plus years since the movie came out. So uh, Norman Bates, uh, he dresses up and inhabits the uh, the characteristics of uh, his mother because he blacks out and actually believes in the moment that he is his mother and killing whoever he is killing. With that being said. Is he a villain or is he an anti-hero or both? Alex, you Discuss. go first because I went first last time. Um, well, I so, I'm still saying anti-hero. And it's the whole psychological abuse his mother put him through. And going off the TV show, she put him through like psychological abuse, this weird like heavy petting going on, which no parent should ever do to their child. <laughs> and like constantly made it seem like she was the only person in the world that could protect him so in turn he started becoming that way to protect her and when she passed he snapped because he's like well i still need to protect her so he split into two different personalities so his intention although horrible and he did kill multiple people in the show and in the movie his intentions were always to protect his mother and even when he did the split personality and he came back he's like oh no my mom killed his intentions of cleaning up were still good because they were all for his mother and making sure she was safe and protected. So if you're going off the whole anti-hero thing, it's going that one, you have the personal connection there. You know, you care about your family members. Two, there's that sympathetic effect where you're thinking about the mental illness and the split, uh, split personality disorder he has. And the third one, he also doesn't remember anything, which, you know, causes that whole, well... It was his other personality, so can we really blame Norman Bates? And then the whole protective nature he has. His intentions were never actually evil or anything like that. His his intentions were always just to protect his mom. So anti-hero, right? I would right. argue no, only because we're forgetting that in the word anti-hero, hero is in there. And just because you have a sim, you 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 can feel bad for somebody does not mean that they are heroic by default. Because, oh well, oh well, you had a bad childhood, so therefore, you know, it's like that's essentially making excuses for 
someone doing doing a bad thing. Is does it suck? Now, granted, I've never seen the TV show. I've only seen the movie. But uh, does it suck that he had a, a crappy childhood and his mother treated him that way? Absolutely. Is it probably why he does what he does? Definitely. But at the same time. It's not like, you know, when it, especially once we get to the point where his mother's dead and now it's Norman that's doing the killings, like indefinitely. Cause I mean, he killed people. Like I've seen, like, you know, uh, read small synopsis of the show. So I know he kills people in the show when he's younger too. But definitely once he's running the, the motel and then, or a uh, hotel and then he kills. Uh, yeah, but Nate. he doesn't know his mother's dead. Regardless of whether he knows or not, he's killing people now. That's 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 neither here but it's nor not there. Real. It's the split personality. Technically, he thinks his mother's killing people, and also a villain is somebody who does something with villainous intentions. So he wouldn't be considered a villain either. He's not doing anything with villainous intentions. He's not plotting anything or planning anything. All he's doing is like freaking out, throwing up, and crying because his mother did something. But that, that's but, all in his head. But does but that make him about, a hero? Oh, sorry, Jonathan. Oh, I was just gonna say. But what about so? Um, <laughs> In that, and I see that point, but what about, and if we're going off the show, he does cover a lot of his mom's, even when he knows that his mom is like doing bad stuff, he does cover, when she's alive, he does cover a lot of his mom's actions. Which I think is heroic. She, he took care of his mom. But, I definitely hide a body if my mom killed somebody. Okay, I but know that's, my mom would do that for me. But you gotta like, okay, well, that's there's a lot to unpack there. But <laughs> but nonetheless, um, the point is is that even still, you know, a lot of people would do that for their loved ones or whatever. But I know some people who also would argue that what's better for them is to not keep uh, enabling their bad behavior, but rather get them the proper help that they need if they need psychological help regardless at some point at some point he even he knows as a child that it's wrong children like children can pick up on that stuff at an early age and then by the time he gets old enough where he's capable of being able to cover up crimes that means he is at least old enough to go to a police officer and say, look, my mom is crazy, all right? She's doing these bad things. I don't want to okay. see her hurt, and I don't want to see her hurt. still in the same, like, country? Because I know the American system does not work like that. Because if it did, then CPS wouldn't need to exist as much. Maybe. If a kid the- could wander in, but no, the parent could always just say, oh, no, they're lying, or oh, they, you know, have a history of bad dreams or everything. And if the police go talk to, you know, classmates of, Nor- of Norman Bates, they'll be like, yeah, he's a little antisocial he's a little weird and stuff like that so they would totally believe that he could lie and end up being like uh not a narcissistic that's a good point yeah but at the same time it's all a manipulation game still but that's an assumption that is always going to be no that there's not going to be the one person that maybe is like much like your you have sympathy for norman bates how is like there's no guarantee to say that there's not another person that in norman's childhood wouldn't have had the same sympathy and said you know what I'm gonna take you seriously. I think something's going on in that going on in his childhood and uh, with his mom. I'm gonna call the cops. We're gonna have a whole thing. We're gonna actually investigate. So there's no guarantee that there isn't somebody that would have taken him seriously and would have not just assumed that he was lying to go and actually got get his mom the proper help. Regardless of that, though, 
His mom is not the issue. The ad, the question is, is Norman Bates a villain or an anti-hero? And while maybe you could argue that because his intentions after his mom passes and now he's killing people or whatever are not intentionally villainous, you can't say he's a hero either because he's not doing it for heroic reasons either. He's not trying, like, like, even if he thinks he's trying to help his mom or whatever, he still is not trying to make the world a better place. He's not trying to save people from his mom or whatever because he knows his mom's going to do bad things. He's like, you know, in his mind. Actually, it does. In the, in the Psycho movie, he tells the girl not to stay there. Well, so he does try. He does warn people, hey, do not come. But First he of all, does why are you run an open motel if you know for a fact that this is a bad place? <laughs> but but Jer Jerome, you said that he's not actively trying to do good things, which means he's not a hero. But wouldn't that wouldn't wouldn't that like not rule him out from being an anti-hero as well? No, because a hero is still trying to do good. They're Wait, doing going, it in a way. Going back to Punisher, you said he was trying to good do good, but all he does is kill people. No, he all he, he kills does, criminals he and kills that's criminals, like and the reason why is because from his perspective based off his experiences, he believes that the way, you know, because he's a military trained guy. All he's but been taught to do- argue that Norman Yeah, Bates for Norman Bates. He was trained that way. He was manipulated, groomed, and all that stuff to believe the only way he could do good, the only way he's considered a good guy is to protect his mother, to listen to mother. To and kill all the says. people who are like- uh, against who are um, like I, I guess <laughs> who who would go who, against who, who are, would either threaten his mother or his yeah. own. Okay, but what threat does this one? I forget her name right now, and I feel because bad. in the but threat, what threat does this lady pose to Mary his Crane. mother? Yeah, what is what pose? What threat does she pose? That he may be attracted to a woman and take him away from his mother. So that that was the whole a thing. Even even the show, <laughs> the mother did that, but that's what he was taught. That a woman would be the reason for him. So he saw the women in his crazy uh, mom set mind as the women as villains. And she was protecting her son with good intentions, seeing as they were villain and trying to protect her son and the world they created. But here's the argument I have, though, to that, to you relating it to Punisher, is that Punisher is completely aware of his intentions. He knows why he's doing what he's doing, because for him... He is in his right mind. Granted, he's so is Norman people. Bates. No, he's not. Because he when he kills people, he thinks he's his mom. He thinks he's her. He doesn't even think he's himself. He's right. not in the right but, mind. He like, doesn't think even about know it. That Punisher, what he does. Punisher is killing also low-level criminals. Criminals that may just be runners, you know, who aren't necessarily, you know, somehow gotten into this position, but they don't know how to get out. And instead of helping them to get out, Punisher just kills them. And a lot of the time, those like runner or low level quality criminals are doing it to support a family or because they feel like they have no other choice in the world we live in because you get so stuck in a place. So Punisher just ends up killing a person that's maybe a house ahead of a household income for a bunch of people. But like I said, that's what makes him an anti-hero is that his, his flexibility of morality. Because the argument you have is the same, like you're having about Punisher, is the same argument Daredevil, who a lot of people consider is a straight up hero, has had with the Punisher of saying those exact same points that you don't know if this person could turn their life around. You don't know if this person maybe is being roped into something that they didn't intend to be in. 
And from Punisher's point of view, though, people like that person killed my family. So it's a straight single thought. That's not a right mind. Everything is not black and white. So he is not in his right state of mind to think, oh, you're this person. That's it. That's all you are. He is literally taking people away from their families just as his family was taken away from him. He's doing what they're doing. But at least he can say, well, that person at least was a drug dealer. Or that person at least was a mobster that killed so-and-so amount of people. Or that person was a mob boss. Norman Bates' argument is just, she was, I don't know, a guest at the motel, and now she's dead. Like, there's no justification because these are innocent innocent people. None of them have done anything to him. None of them have done anything to his mom. These are just people that he thinks might take him away from his mother. So therefore, Punisher ends up killing people who think are dangerous when really they're not. They are well, dangerous. They're Drug not necessarily dangerous. They, they, wait, okay, wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 Jonathan, Jonathan, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Sorry. The danger, the danger that, um, that Norman Bates thinks, um, is present, or rather that his mom thinks is present. Him and his mom mind thinks is present is that these women will seduce because he like looks through the peephole and yeah. sees her undressing, and then his mom is aware of that well his his mental idea of his mom right (laughs) i also i also have another thing you're saying going back to punisher real quick he kills criminals low level or not technically the woman in the movie a psycho was a thief she committed grand larceny yeah but norman doesn't know that when he's killing her punisher knows for a fact these people because he does research he has microchip to analyze these people, go through the police database, find out their records. So he's illegally so he, hacking, invading. No, microchip illegally hacks. Punisher just takes the printouts <laughs> and just uses. So that he's he's using somebody <laughs> to invade other people's personal privacy. Regardless, and Norman Bates. I the said same a thing. flexible, a, a flexible thing of morality. All right, he's flexing right? the morals. And he so Norman always, Bates is the you know, same thing. Think I'm straight up. <laughs> Technically, he killed a person who committed grand larceny. Yeah, but if the whether it was in the right state of mind or what he thought he knew or not, he did kill somebody who committed grand larceny over like fifty thousand dollars compared to like Punisher who killed this guy who maybe is a runner and doesn't actually give out drugs but just runs a batch from one place to another. But like you said, everything has a cause and effect. Right. A runner so, takes drugs the, to a drug dealer who then deals it to somebody who, who somebody who's then ruined their family's life. And nobody in the Punisher's eyes, that's the way he sees it. Nobody's innocent because if you're running the drugs, it doesn't matter. The drugs are going to go somewhere that are eventually going to ruin someone else's life. Well, wouldn't even it if be you smarter don't do it to directly. go to the go more up? Why are you intersecting the little people? Because little people he can't do anything. Because he interrogates them. That's all them. he can but he interrogates them to get higher up. He goes, he starts low and gets higher. He doesn't just go high immediately. He doesn't know where these people are. He's just one man, all right? In a van driving I don't know, Norman Bates got, was able to capture somebody who was committing grand larceny on, his, on one of his accident because, he, no. because she was hot. That's, that's completely different. She was a hot lady that came to the motel and by accident, it just so happens, oh, she's also a criminal. That's cool. Like, like he didn't. He didn't know that. He didn't kill her for that reason. Well, actually, because I watched, I, I I rewatched the movie recently, and he didn't even know that she had stolen the money because right. he 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 uh 
he put the news because she put it in the newspaper and he like put the newspaper into the car to get rid of the evidence and he threw the car in the in the swamp or whatever so he never knew that uh that she was a criminal we know that because we're the audience but right. he don't know that. Like he's as far as he's concerned, she was a that's hot. That's why I was like, technically, yeah, and that became so a threat to his split personality. But that's not she technicality that applies to Norman the person. She was that applies a threat. to you, the audience. She member. was a threat to the mother in fear of losing the son, and she committed a major crime. Cops are already after her. Like he probably could have justified the killing in a weird way to the police officers, and like also. He kept the corpse of his mom. I don't think you can really call anybody who keeps the corpse of their mother on a rocking chair in, like, villainous. There's clearly that is something that's a villain. That's a, People, he's grave robbing now. He's grave robbing now. He didn't grave rob. <laughs> Where did he get the body her. from? <laughs> it's his mother. He never buried her. Okay, that's even worse. Okay, because that body is stanking. And you know <laughs> what? Also, villains, villains tend to have a power and a strength. He does not. He's just crazy. He does have power. The power what of innocence. Power? People don't suspect him to be the killer because he's just this frail young boy, young guy running this motel. Why would you assume anything of him? You wouldn't assume him to stab Because you. he's you a male. Doesn't that Alex, that's your brain because you're a female. You're talking about a different era, and we're talking about this one woman in particular. You she really has, think that the matter the error that female brain did not I'm think saying that way? This lady specifically ain't scared of Norman Bates, because if she was, she wouldn't stay at the motel with no problem. Okay, and with that being said, I'll have to I'll have to end that that portion of the conversation here. It's some some really good stuff. Wow. There were multiple <laughs> moments where I was like Oh, that's a good point, Jerome. Oh, that's a good point, Alex. Oh, that's a good point. So you both, bravo to you both because I'm you both made getting hot. <laughs> really good points. Yeah. If you get any closer to the camera, you're actually going to jump through it. I'm, I'm going to eat the camera. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Um, as for my take, it was really hard. This was this was harder than the 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 first one because I feel like at the beginning. Are you actually green. sweating? I am sweating mostly because I have two shirts on. I got I just came in from work, took off my my uniform shirt. But I still have like a black t a black long sleeve t shirt on, and a black like t shirt underneath this. So it's like it's re it's oh. not because I'm actually that like heated in debate. It's because I'm literally hot from okay. lights absorbing all this heat <laughs> in my body. All right, uh, Jonathan, uh, sorry, continue. So <laughs> so at the beginning i feel like i was agreeing a lot with jerome um in in the sense that he was saying you know there's no really redeemable qualities about about uh norman bates the man needs help <laughs> but that's then, not a disagreement <laughs> but then there were multiple points where i was like "Ooh, that's a that's a good point alex you know he's 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 essentially helping what he thinks is is his mother and um for that reason i think i'm gonna have to say anti-hero i'm gonna uh -huh. have to side with alex this time and i might go back i i i'm i think i'm a little little more iffy on my on my killmonger theory but anyway that's a that that, that <laughs> we'll save that for for another day <laughs> i think killmonger can really jump from like yeah, I'm leaning more in towards villain mind, for Killmonger he's a right villain. now. Villain, I get, I get. Although I, I completely understand your points about him being. Anti that's a hard, that's a hard debate. Look, because all I know he can, is like, that because you can argue that his points, his his intentions are good. It's just 
how you it's like you know it's the same thing of like it's not about the goal it's about the execution mm-hmm. all i know is i just don't want white people to touch tamales <laughs> they already ruined burritos all the burritos were american you're willing to let the whole tacos. race be killed just for the food have you eaten a tamale and with yeah, sure. that, we will move on <laughs> will to our my tamales, no matter what. <laughs> with that, we'll move on to our final debate topic: character, antihero versus villain, and that is from the wonderful world of SpongeBob SquarePants, Squidward Tentacles. We are. <laughs> you guys don't look enthused. <laughs> like I'm trying to think. I'm like I. He is the bad guy to SpongeBob. He's neither. So, He's not a villain or an anti-hero. <laughs> like Squidward, he has literally buried SpongeBob underground. Rightfully, he, okay. You remember like that? You if, do you remember like, that April Fool's Day? If you if you want to have this debate, I suggest we pause right now. You go look at that April Fool's Day episode of SpongeBob. Oh, where he loses his mind? Yeah. Yes, and he, like, wants to torture SpongeBob and, like, make him humiliated and, like, physically and mentally. I would, I would see, like, here's the thing, though. I understand where Squidward's coming from because I've had annoying neighbors. Wait a minute. Are you arguing that Squidward is anti-hero? I guess in a way I am. Fine, then I will make him into a villain. (laughs) I guess in a way I am because I understand where he's coming from. I although granted his methods are like extreme all right because from Spongebob's point of view you know he's just he's just being himself you know he's just being a guy like he's he's just doing his due but from Squidward's point of view it's this like I don't ask you nicely to calm it down you know with the karate I don't ask you to not be playing your loud music you remember the episode when he adopted a jellyfish he playing loud music the street lights are on. He knows it's past sleep time. He don't care. He just go play his music all night long. But he doesn't. Blast. SpongeBob doesn't do that. It's the jellyfish. The jellyfish actually end up tying up SpongeBob. So instead of saving his neighbor and the person who ends up like loving him the most out of every character in Bikini Bottom and always gives him the benefit of doubt, he just keeps yelling at SpongeBob while SpongeBob's tied up. And being gagged by a bunch of jellyfish. More importantly than that, also, <laughs> here's the other thing. SpongeBob, Wasn't he? SpongeBob don't know boundaries, okay? Because SpongeBob keeps trying to sexually harass Squidward. That's right, I said it. Look, the point is that SpongeBob is clearly in That's Squidward. a major accusation. That's a little <laughs> fair. He has, him and Patrick have shown up in his uh, right. bathtub. And on top of and that, bed. and on top of that, remember that, remember the hi, Squidward. Remember that scene? All right. Squidward is clearly a straight man. And SpongeBob can't take no hints that he ain't into him like that. But SpongeBob keeps trying, keeps pushing him, and he acts well, like they, Squidward's just gonna sit there and take it. Nah, for, Squidward's gonna put all, his foot down and do some damage. <laughs> first of all, Squidward is not a man; he's a squid. Second, or That's he's true. an octopus actually. He's uh, yeah, he's actually an octopus. <laughs> yes. Secondly, the uh, creator of SpongeBob has actually said that SpongeBob is asexual. <laughs> I I know I was just making jokes. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, look it up. <laughs> um, but, I do not need that character representing my kind. But uh, but I'm just saying, Squidward. Like I understand where Squidward's coming from. Now, again, I don't approve of all of his methods. I think there's sometimes where he takes it a little too far. 
with like picking on SpongeBob because again, a lot of times it's SpongeBob just being himself. Like he's not trying to be annoying. He just unintentionally is. And Squidward's not the only one that gets it. Mr. Krabs, sometimes he'd be annoying Mr. Krabs. Sometimes he'd be annoying uh, Sandy. Sandy's probably the only one who kind of just like, you know, puts up like is more tolerable to it. But sometimes he gets on Sandy's nerves. Remember when Sandy was trying to hibernate and SpongeBob steady in there messing with her? And she's like, look, I'm just trying to get some sleep. Can you please come back another time? Nah, no, SpongeBob the gotta be in one, there They right got now. locked in. They got locked in. They oh, were trying right. to get out multiple times, but the door was stuck. Okay, and then they got free. Then, just then, then they like almost faced hypothermia. Then sit in there, shut up, and, <laughs> and wait till it's over. All right, it's not that hard. And what are they supposed to do for food? They have bowls of water on their head. They can only breathe. <laughs> do they absorb the water? SpongeBob, I know absorbs water. Patrick, I don't know what starfish really do. We're talking but about so a they universe. have a limited source. We're talking about a universe where fire can exist underwater. They'll be fine. They'll be all right. All right. The point is. Is that Squidward, I understand where Squidward's coming from because he ain't the only one getting it in this town. Everybody is tired of SpongeBob, especially Mrs. Puff. Mrs. Puff is so had it with this crap. SpongeBob's the villain I, in the end? <laughs> kind of, yes. yes. He is the villain of this town. The only reason we sympathize with SpongeBob is because we're seeing everything from his perspective. But if we saw it from everybody else's perspective, I feel like everyone would hate, like you would hate SpongeBob because you'd be like, Man, if this character don't stop messing with Fred. Fred keeps trying to live his life. He a fish man trying to move around, <laughs> trying to make moves and make money. And SpongeBob and his wacky adventures keep stopping that. I'm just saying, I understand where Squidward's coming from. I get it. <laughs> I get exactly where he's coming from. Go so, ahead. <laughs> I genuinely don't know how. <laughs> well, like... So Go ahead, Alex. But his intentions are, it's not, yeah, it's a reaction to Spongebob. Then we see every anti-hero and every villain has a reaction to whoever they're battling or whatever. But he intentionally wants to cause harm to Spongebob. Like, he gets him, he buries him a couple times. He tells him laughing, he'll lose his laugh if he keeps laughing. And that causes him to actually stop being able to laugh. Um, He almost gave him a bomb pie, a literal pie that had a bomb in it yes unintentional but he only bought it because mr krabs forced him to buy it so like it was not a good intention in general yeah that's so grim yeah and he and he thought spongebob only had like 12 hours to live and instead of properly telling spongebob he pretended and went along with him and like in the in the april fool's episode spongebob it was his laughing that annoyed him because he gave a fish a glass with two ice cubes instead of three. Because he's like, oh, can I have a few ice cubes? He's like, I only put two. Ha ha ha. To the point, Squidward ends up tying a rope around his leg, like in those little trick bunny things. He spins around the, like, banisters, hits a barrel of flour and, like, feathers, I think. Slams consistently on the roof, on the walls and everything. Until he lands into the garbage where he is then dumped out and in this garbage-shaped grossness embarrassed and humiliated by all how is that anti-hero that is definitely a villainous action <laughs> so much so he can he contracted all this stuff just to get spongebob to quit laughing and his little innocent jokes were like oh haha i gave you ketchup instead of mustard he asked give you two packets to be fair all right he let no him he know. asked do not play any pranks on me 
To which SpongeBob respectfully did not play any pranks on him. Yeah, but he could tell in his face. He knew what Squidward really meant. He meant like, look, I just needed like, like hey, Sponge, let me hit you. Let me hit you up real quick. Come, come over to the water cooler real quick. Let me, let me holler at you. Listen, I need you to stop laughing for like five minutes. I just need some peace and quietness. Yeah, can you do that for me? This is a scene that was off camera, but <laughs> Squidward was. <laughs> Squidward was. There's just like, also, there's like, also. I just episode, need a little peace and quiet. <laughs> there's also the episode where Squidward loses his job and moves in with SpongeBob. SpongeBob has good intentions and is like, hey, you lost your job because of a disagreement you had with Mr. Krabs over like a dime or something. Mm-hmm. And he takes him in. And what Squidward does is completely like take advantage take o- of it. Yeah. Overstay his, you know, welcome, creates a hostile environment, forces SpongeBob into a French maid's outfit, by the way. That is something messed up. <laughs> and has him serve him <laughs> drinks and everything and rub his feet and takes over his bed. While Spongebob, like, sleeps on, like, Gary's bed or something. To be fair, you know why? Because that's payback for the toenail. And I know you know about it, Jonathan. Do you know not, about the toenail. We do not talk about exactly. that episode. Exactly. Oh. You want to know why? Because nothing that Squidward's ever done to Spongebob has been that visceral and that violent. All right? He's but clean- that came up in the other... Hey. That came up in the newer oh, episode. Yeah, that was... Oh, one. That was one of the newer it's ones. So everything can, it still happened. Uh, yeah, right. after, after everything. So that means maybe SpongeBob was just getting back at Squidward for treating him like a domestic slave, for put, for literally throwing him around the Krusty Krab and flour and a trash can, humiliating him in front of multiple people. Because there's even episodes where he teases people, teases SpongeBob in front in the Krusty Krab, and everybody joins in. So he's constantly belittling SpongeBob, calling him stupid or he doesn't know anything. And everything like that, and then mocking him because he doesn't think he does anything with his, you know, time or anything like that. So he's just going after SpongeBob all the time. All right. How about the time that he didn't tell Squidward at all? He waits the last minute to tell Squidward that when you eat too many Krabby Patties, it goes to your thighs and then you explode. That's some information it would have been nice to know when he forced I'm... him to try a Krabby Patty. All right. There's, there's he asked some information him to take a bite. Him. He took a bite and then Squidward lied and said it he had said that no it effect. Good. Yeah. He's like, he spit it out. He said it but was Spongebob no good. But Spongebob knows. And he then... knows how good Krabby Patties are. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, He wait, knows wait. what the deal no, is. No, no, no. Going, staying in that episode. Then Squidward has the audacity to break into the Krusty Krab overnight, ask SpongeBob why he's there, and then steal goods from his uh, job, his place of employment. And oh, then you think, yeah, he stole, he did breaking and entering, and he knew he was doing something wrong because he crept past SpongeBob's house on his tentacle tippy toes. <laughs> so he knew exactly what he was doing. SpongeBob didn't have to warn him. Because he made the indication he didn't like him, and then he committed, you know, burglary. Plus, Squidward's done some nice things for SpongeBob, too. Granted, I can't think of them right now, but I know he has. (laughs) I know he's done some good things occasionally. Or very rare. What about that episode? This is not in Squidward's favor, though, but that episode where SpongeBob and Patrick, like, Squidward's making this, like, clay, life size version of himself. And SpongeBob and Patrick accidentally smush it, and they think they killed uh, Squidward. And then his ghost—he yeah. <laughs> he arrives as his ghost because he's like in his like—he took a bath like, or something, yeah, he, right? 
and 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 he like tries to torment them or do whatever he wants them to do or something whatever yeah, you know what that's payback for that's payback for shrinking squidward down to the size of a <laughs> down to the down to size for no reason all right he, he he ain't had to do that he had to do that and then who does he go to for help does he go to merman Mermaid Man, who gave him the belt? He was no, scared. No, 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 he goes no, 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 Patrick Merman, of all people for help, and when it only makes it worse, and pull almost it, punches him in the face. Pull it back, because you're not saying right facts. <laughs> he didn't steal it from Merman, and Merman didn't give it to him. Merman dropped it after eating a bunch of Krabby Patties. He also lost his pants. SpongeBob found it, said he was going to go to Merman, but instead ran into his house and put it on and just started messing with the M. But he knows it's Mermaid Man's belt. He knows that. He knows And instead, it. if he go find him after he accidentally turned shrinks Squidward... Because he was scared he, he was th- going to get in trouble. You're a grown man. You're a grown Again, man. Again, octopus. <laughs> All right. You're a grown sponge. Or sponge. You could, go, you could go to Mermaid Man and just be honest. All right? That's what a grown sponge would do. But yeah, instead- but seeing how everybody's constantly ridiculing SpongeBob and how Squidward is huh. literally every episode teasing him. I wonder why Don't you think he would be scared SpongeBob. to go? I wonder why they ridicule SpongeBob. I'll tell you why. Because stuff like this is a daily occurrence with him. He All has he a does- childlike personality, and Squidward hates that. Basically, it comes down to Squidward is the inner child. I'm sorry. SpongeBob has an inner child that he openly expresses, and SpongeBob or Squidward's inner child is dead. And so now he hates anything joyful and gleeful. And Squidward is not, or SpongeBob is nothing but a reminder of that. He teases him constantly about his laughing, the way he dresses. He even affected SpongeBob so much that there was an episode where he literally lost his corners. He turned into this weird, oh, yeah. smooth thing without holes. That's how much power SpongeBob or Squidward has over SpongeBob with some few words of why can't you be normal? Although but Alex, this. Oh, sorry, Jonathan. Oh, I was just gonna say, Alex. What about that episode where SpongeBob or uh, Squidward moved into this entirely new community, and he missed SpongeBob so much that he had to move back? Um, to he his, missed to his the own. chaos. He missed not being able to have like the upper hand, which is a very villainous thing. It's all about power and control. He was with too many people that were like him. He couldn't control. He couldn't say, "Hey, stop it," because he was the one being told, "Hey, stop it," wasn't he? But well, here's my argument to that. You said Lex Luthor is an anti-hero for the exact same reason. Superman unintentionally, who's just a hopeful guy, nice dude, is unintentionally causing damage trying to save the day. SpongeBob is unintentionally destroying Bikini Bottom on a daily basis because he wants to have a, just a little bit of fun. And Squidward is the only force that's trying to stop that from happening because he loves his city. God dang it. Yeah, he's but not see, SpongeBob's doing it for fun. The other people were doing it with a purpose of either destruction He does or have a saving. purpose. SpongeBob's purpose a- is fun. That's fun all he is. That, that's like what Joker does. He does it for his own version of fun and chaos. Then he's the villain. <laughs> so SpongeBob's the villain, not Squidward. Right. Villain Squidward's the anti-hero and SpongeBob's the but villain. But how did But then no, SpongeBob would have become the villain due to Squidward cuz Squidward was the start of it. He's not the end or the middle of it. He was the start of it. He was even trying to stop SpongeBob from obtaining a job at the Krusty Krab that was the first episode in 1999. 
He's tried to stop. <laughs> yeah. He tried to stop SpongeBob from getting a job and creating financial independence. Because he already could see the writing on the wall. He knew you like Alex, you were really it. because SpongeBob it. has done nothing but make the Krusty Krab profitable. He Alex, has we worked at Packside together. How many people did we see come in there that we knew they were gonna be trouble before they even put on a Nasher vest? We already knew. <laughs> we already knew they were gonna be trouble before they put on a Nasher vest. Money be damned. <laughs> we but knew. that's why but that's why crab puts up with him it's production that's Reed. what i'm saying squidward already knew he already knew the deal he's like spongebob is going to tear yeah, this city like apart trying we, to have a good time but that we don't we don't do destructive nature towards those employees that's because we're normal people squidward is taking it to the next extreme <laughs> <laughs> okay and this is the that, weirdest argument i've ever had to make i'm not even but sure it makes you think it makes you think <laughs> they're all, all saying is squibber's the hero know. we squibber's not the hero we need but he's the hero that we have okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um my opinion is that uh you know again you both gave good arguments and i think Did why Yes, <laughs> I feel like this is a joke argument because I don't even like, know because I wasn't really. I was just making while, up half this crap. Like <laughs> I was, and that's what I was about to say. While Alex, I definitely think had the overall stronger argument. <laughs> I think I would have to go with Squidward is more of an antihero because of the fact that as I get older, and it's been a minute since I've sat down and, you and kill watched SpongeBob a SpongeBob too? episode, I I feel like I, I get more annoyed with SpongeBob in some of these episodes <laughs> than Squidward, like, as I've gotten older. As a kid, you know, young, naive Jonathan would be like, Squidward, why are you why are you being this so mean to SpongeBob? But as I've gotten older, I'm like, I see it now. Yeah. No, <laughs> I see it. That, that's absolutely fair, because I did the same thing with Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Loved it when I was a kid. As an adult, now that I watch it, I'm like, Young lady, this is not appropriate time for your snark. You're about to lose your powers. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the time SpongeBob has almost destroyed the city just because he want to drive, knowing full well Miss Puff ain't pass him <laughs> multiple times. And it's just like SpongeBob, listen, you can't drive. Don't get behind the wheel. She but it's fun. Oh my god. She should have like kicked him out of the class then. That's true. Mrs. And Puff, maybe it wasn't really point. SpongeBob, but Mrs. Puff. Have you ever thought about that? Like when those professors are like, oh, 50% of my class never survived. We're back no, to the Norman the Bates argument, all right? SpongeBob's <laughs> the one out here killing people. He's ran over people. Remember when he ran over that old man driving? <laughs> old man Jenkins? Yes. Yeah, old man Jenkins. But he's fine. He's the mole man. From <laughs> Although, admittedly, there are some And she criminal- got put in jail because of... There are or, some uh, major criminals out in Bikini Bottom. Because remember the dude who scammed them out of all that money? They was trying to sell chocolate bars. <laughs> I have glass bones and paper mache skin. <laughs> Every day I wake up and break my legs. And every night I break my arms and I, I go, go uh-huh. to sleep. I, I, as I cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was that was a lot of fun. We'll We'll do our closing arguments. You'll each get, once again, two minutes to state your case as to why you either think villains and antiheroes should be separate or we should get rid of the term villain altogether. And who wants to go first? Does anybody volunteer to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, Jerome. Go first. Um... All right, up first. And two minutes is two minutes. 
Sure. And I mean, I stopped at my two minutes. You did. You did. About. You both did, actually. And we are starting now. Uh, I will say that, you know, I, I understand now I have a clearer picture of where you're coming from. And I do understand what you're saying in that you saying that an anti-hero in your eyes is, is somebody who has a sympathetic backstory, someone who has something that makes them who they are that you can agree with. My argument, though, is that doesn't make them an anti-hero. That makes them a compelling villain. That makes them a villain you understand, but maybe you don't agree with their methods. That's that they're still villainous. They still have villainous intentions. They still have villainous reasons for why they do what they do. They just happen to also have a backstory that explains why past just I just want to rule the world just because. But an anti-hero is a person who is trying to do good, but they maybe just don't know how to do it in a way that is heroic. They don't know how to be Captain America, so they have to settle for being the Punisher. They don't know how to be Daredevil, so they have to settle for being the Red Hood. Like that's these are that's who they have to settle for being because that's all they know how to be. But in their heart of hearts, they don't intend to cause more harm. They intend to, through doing what they do, have the same effect as someone like a Spider-Man or a Daredevil. Versus villains, they don't want that. That's not their outcome. That's not what they want. That's not their goals. Their goals are strictly selfish. And, you know, whoever gets in the way gets in the way. I don't care. Even if I have a compelling backstory and you can sympathize with who I was, who I am now is a villain, not the same sympathetic person back then. Da 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 da. da. Hey. Using more time. <laughs> I didn't. You had what? That that was that was a a, a strong closing argument. You even had uh, fifteen seconds to spare. I had some time. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Alex. Your time starts now. I think the term antihero and villain just like need to go, because like there's also involving like vigilante too, which is a mimicking of the antihero part. And, like, villains, you're right, I am coming from a place that, like, if there is a emotional, personal, or way you can connect, it does make more for a more compelling story. But that's exactly the same for an antihero. And just those two tend to be such on a drawn line. And like you also said, villains tend to be the heroes of their own story. And a lot of people look at them also as heroes. And that the hero of the story, of the main story you're reading, is the villain causing the destruction, causing the manipulation. Like with that show that we showed in the theater, I can't even remember it. It had the, the Inhumans. Inhumans. The guy who was trying to liberate all the people who didn't have powers was seen as the villain. Compared to the king who was thrown on earth and, you know, his queen who had her hair chopped to control her powers were tossed back to the hate moon world. They were seen as a hero because they were going through the struggle. They were going through the, you know, that whole trip that they're supposed to go to through. But, you know, this villain that they had created was already had gone through it and saw the turmoil. And the only reason he got privilege was because he was related to the king. He was considered a villain and an anti-hero because necessarily he, yeah, he wasn't actually an anti-hero. He did it purely for selfish reasons. He did it because he wanted the power. He didn't want his brother to have control anymore. He wanted the control. He wanted to be king. And he said he knew he would have been king had he just had powers. So the best way he thought to take rule was
to simply toss out his brother. So, like, the villain and the anti-hero thing just go too close together. And I think either the words need to be tossed out or you need to see that, like, yeah, villains actually do come from their own place and their own heroic intentions in their own mind. And you have to, like, kind of take that into consideration to what some of those villains were doing. Some of them were trying to expose something. Some some of them were trying to show that not all the heroes are good guys, you know? There's always an intention, a purpose behind the madness. And the madness ha- can't be examined or can't be explained without that intention first. So. All right. Wow, nice, concise closing arguments, everyone. Uh, if I want to throw in my two cents, you know, you you guys both brought up, I feel like, a lot of good things to think about. So from my opinion, you know, in whenever you're you're like in any acting class, I feel like they tell you to find the humanity of the character, whether it be a villain or a hero. So in that sense, every single villain or every single character has something about them that's human that they want to achieve they have an objective they have a goal whether or not um it aligns with another character's goal and whether or not it's seen as good or bad from another character's point of view you know that uh remains to be seen so in that sense i don't know i i think i would align more on the like everybody's an anti-hero side of things um Especially since I feel like anti-hero is a, a more recently widely circulated term. You know, in the beginning we had villain and hero, villain, bad, hero, good. Now we kind of have a gray area where anti-hero, they're bad, but they have their own motivations and their objective is, you know, um, the opposite of the hero's objective. So I don't know. It's all about how you want to word it uh if 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 you know if you want to yeah it's all about how you word it um and i think you both you both brought very good arguments and solid arguments and a lot of passion in today's episode yeah you just got a sneak peek at what it was <clears throat> when jerome and alex are working the floor at the berserk science because <laughs> we've had many debates about other things um that have gotten to this level <laughs> but this is fun this is fun <laughs> is and alex fun. uh you know virtual handshake uh it is always an honor debating with you i like i feel like you are a solid debate partner um, oh thank you and uh, i do do that as thanks to my mother <laughs> <laughs> listen i got it for me it's that southern blood like we'll, we'll argue for days <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll argue for days well i'm latin for one <laughs> Too and my mom's like Alex, you're you're a smartass, so you you gotta know stuff if you're gonna be a smartass because you can't make a fool out of yourself. So I'm like, all right, fine. So I gotta learn everything now. Hmm? Gotta make a good argument if I'm gonna be opening my mouth like that. But yeah, exactly. but yeah, the people don't don't think this is gonna be like the breaking up of first ones to die. Like we're all friends here. This is all friendly debate. <laughs> I feel like if if they've listened to a few episodes at this point, they get the gist. This yeah. is just the crescendo. <laughs> this is just what it is. I mean, I used to tell you guys to get my house all the time. So <laughs> this is like, yeah, not other than Jerome trying to eat his camera. The, <laughs> that, it was close. You got you got very close at one point. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not as close. It's close zoom. I'm not as close as it looks. It's one. It's like a. It's like a like your rear view mirrors. You know, objects are closer than they actually appear with this camera because the camera is like, I want to say like maybe a foot away from me, but it looks like it's like very close. So it's close zoom. All right, and with all that being said, we thank you for joining us oh, and listening to this episode I was today. Say, hit us up on Instagram. Tell us what you think. Who do you yes. think won? If you think somebody won, if you think nobody won, that's cool too. And what do you think about the debate between a villain and an antihero? Which side do you stand on? Do you think that most villains these days are just all antiheroes? Do you think there is a clear division between who's an antihero and who's a villain? Let us know. Email We'd us. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You know, yeah. Yes, email us, the first ones to die at gmail.com. Hit us up on any social media platform at the first ones to die. And uh, what are what are your guys's? Uh, where can people find you, Alex? Uh, you can find me at Living My Okayest Life on Instagram, where I'm mainly at, and then I control our TikTok account of the first ones to die, where I post. Little tidbits of this argument or just post random videos when I'm bored out of my mind at work, which is usually most of the time. <laughs> what about you, Jerome? Uh, you can find me at not Jerome Rhett on Instagram. Uh, that's Rhett spelled R-H-E-T-T. I realize that I, I say that, but I never spe- like uh, tell people how to spell my last name because it is spelled uniquely. Um, but uh, is also, uh, kind of, a lot of times I have to tell people because they often spell it R-E-T-T or sometimes R-E-T. I guess because I watch Good Mythical Morning. The, yeah, you the guy's know name Red. is Red. Red R-E-D, Link. <laughs> do you? Um, but um, yeah, you can find me at Not Jerome Red on Instagram. Uh, January's ending. Uh, Sunday that's just passed. <laughs> at the time <laughs> of recording this, uh, it hasn't ended yet. But uh, I look forward to if you're listening to this podcast or whatever. Still, you know, if you did post for January, fantastic. If you didn't. That's still cool. Send us some tracks. I'd love to listen to some of your music. Listen to some of your stuff. Um, if you're a musician, DJ, you know, singer, whatever. Uh, and uh, also, RoboZoom Media, now that I can now focus on RoboZoom Media, because uh, January is ending, um, I'll start posting some stuff up there. So you can also follow me up there to see any of my other creative projects that I'm working on um, besides doing this fantastic podcast. So, yeah. Yes, and you can find me at Jonathan Keys, and I'll spell mine out as well. I'll spell my first name and last name because people always spell them wrong. J O N A T H A N K E Y E S. All right. Hey, how are they spelling Next. your last name wrong? Because they spell it without, the extra, without the extra E, probably. Yeah, people used to spell it K E Y S. Oh, I guess. Yeah, like, I, keys, like you two keys. have like the most simplest last names. How are people misspelling <laughs> this crap? Um, I would like to redraw withdraw my uh statement about white people ruining food it's americans in general that just tend to ruin food um americans tend to like to put cheese on a lot of things that don't have shouldn't belong to cheese and reinventing stuff like there is a cheeseburger pizza from pizza hut that was out for a while and anything taco bell puts out um so it's not just white people it's all of america stop stop doing that to food all right great closing statement uh next week it's going to be exciting we're going to be reviewing and recapping and talking about the new netflix movie malcolm and marie starring john david washington and zendaya i'm sure it's going to be a good one and uh until then we'll see you next monday on the first ones to die
Catch you later. Bye. Bye.